Yo, it's Jimmy Trigger again with the Trigger Man Podcast Episode 4 and uh, this week I actually have a friend of mine, uh, TJ. Um, he has an amazing story. He's always been a musician. Um, he was actually a survivor of the 9-11 attack uh, all those years ago and he runs us through the day step by step, his experience, the stories he has, um, what's happened since and just a, a lot of information. It was an incredible story and a um, really heartbreaking as well but along the way we actually have a lot of laughs as well he's a super cool dude um we got to share stories about our lives and just understanding human psychology i guess a little bit more and um yeah listen join in um if you need to cry at the sad parts cry but make sure you laugh at the funny parts as well there's some good shit in there and i hope everyone enjoys it all right here we go this is the trigger man podcast So you're talking, I can I hear you. I am talking. Are you we are talking? talking? I'm talking. It's a pretty nice talking? night out, right? It's not, well, the, the the fake lights help, so. It is. And in true. Well, they're, they're actually real lights, though. They're not fake lights. <laughs> <laughs> well, science did they're, make them, so. They're artificial light. Yes. And natural light. And just <clears> like, <throat> for whatever reason, the last two or three podcasts I've done, uh, we just started. <laughs> So that's, we're just jumping in. That's how we do it. Like so, like, I did it. I'm that, up to my knees already. Yeah, yeah. You're nice. already, you're yeah. already, you're already in the deep end. Fuck Perfect. everybody. Uh, I only know the doggy paddle. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the podcast full as usual. Make sure I'm actually running everything because I fail. I, I haven't actually made a mistake yet, which is strange. So um, yeah, Trigger Man podcast. <laughs> that's weed. <laughs> this is California. It's the finest weed. Yeah, yeah. Trigger Man podcast episode four. We, as I just laughed about a second ago, one of my good friends, TJ John, the guy with two first names. That's how we do it. <laughs> and then you blame the Catholics. Uh, that's awesome. We can blame them for a lot of things. I can blame them for a lot of things. Oh, and also, <laughs> just before we start, like, you don't, like, this thing here is whatever. Oh, I don't look at that? You can look at it all you want. If oh. you want to stare at yourself, because you, no, look, I, you I look really good that. and your beard looks really good in it, so. Oh. I don't care. Well, you stare, but, like, I'm having a conversation with you, gotcha. so. Gotcha. All right. I'm fucking I like chilling. I better. I'm bang, banging steel chairs around, and the guy with two first names, T.J. And the, so the reason it's actually Thomas John. Yeah, it's so still two first TJ. names, dude. Who all is? You're right. It's you're two right. first names. So it's what can I do? You're you're in relaxed pose there. So uh, let's get you. Is, is the hoo hoo uh, facing you? The hoo hoo is uh, <laughs> nearly at my bottom lip. Awesome. Pulling your hair a bit. We're good. All right. There you go. So how, we're good. How is this? this? You sound amazing. All right. He has a very nice voice. He is American. I sound weird as usual. I don't. And I have it in my headphones, which makes it sound even weirder. Do you get a delay? Latency? No, no. I have. I I, I managed to find because I'm not, adjusted. I'm not tech savvy. But All right. I managed to find. He's not tech savvy. He showed up with uh, artificial lighting. Uh, <laughs> Fake lighting. Fake lighting with umbrellas. Yeah, well, he's got a MIDI interface happening. I'll take a Multiple, picture for Instagram yeah. later. Boom, and yeah. I'll share it. Amazon, nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, yeah, uh, forty-nine ninety-five. Oh, so, forty-nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a break here. And Jesus. these are actually like fifteen bucks. But whatever. So basically, anyone can do this. This is the funny part. Right on. But, but you are doing it. I am doing it. Weird. I talked about, and this is something we were talking about before I even press play uh, about getting uh, shit going for myself, and like we're. I, I said a. Uh, driving over here I had that weird uh, is it an epiphany or whatever like kind of driving along yeah. in my new car that Sweet. I bought your yeah. tight whip but my tight whip bro whip whip cool whip yeah. <laughs> and uh, I uh, got confused and I got that weird feeling and which I know you can relate on that I was like oh, oh shit I'm happy 
what the fuck? And it's weird. And it's not, not because I'm ungrateful or anything like that, but I want to talk about that with you as well. It's just like, I think, and the reason why I get on with you and how I met you as well is through uh, Bob, who was on the very first episode. And you're of the Buffalo Connection as well, right? The, I am. Yeah, we sorry are, about that. We are those who have defected from the <laughs> vortex of despair. The vortex, aka <laughs> vortex of despair, uh, Buffalo, New York. And that's how I met you. So I met like a lot of fucking awesome people through that connection and you were one of them and thanks brother there was a i, I don't know something I just, I just like talking to you i don't care i think when we, uh, you were one of the guys i was saying when we went to wu-tang clan a few weeks ago Fuck in yeah. anaheim which is amazing interesting yeah yeah oh, actually on, man they were on point no yeah they were and you were the, you were the one i was actually ta- referring to in the first podcast saying yeah i turned to one of the guys and i, I looked down at the setup and it was a laptop and two decks and i was like this is way easier than metal. <laughs> it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? fuck? Yeah. And then the guy just comes out and the first guy that came out, he didn't like, he, dude, he was rapping over his songs, not, not backing tracks. N- right. His right. full songs, like his, li- like his actual vocal him. track. Yeah. But he couldn't keep up with himself. <laughs> but in all, in all fairness though, I mean, the hip hop thing, you know, going to like be the harder thing being metal, of mm. course. I mean, yeah, you're lugging your gear around, you're fucking around. But, you know, I mean, I would imagine that RZA had fucking thousands of hours invested in, like, putting that shit all yeah, together, put, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean? yeah. No, so like, he did all the hard work once, you yeah, know, yeah. kind of thing. That's the best thing about techno music, yeah. and who's the Dave Guida, or whatever the fuck you call him, or Skrillex, and all these yeah. guys are like, oh, yeah, I literally only have to work one day, and then I get to press play for the rest of my career. Yeah. I'm like going, damn it! But I, I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, I don't know many DJs. I've known a couple. Um... And it seems like they have a good, you know, like the real good guys are yeah. always working on their craft, yeah. you know, because there is a craft to it. And, you know, you, I mean, think how far that shit has come. Oh, since it's the ridiculous. Late 70s, you know, or yeah. early 70s of all the, you know, Grandmaster Flash and stuff. Oh, no, the like guys that, that shut know? me up were actually like legitimate, like hip hop DJs who were like mixing and doing all the sampling and scratching shit there and then live every time and i was like oh this is fucking cool and there yeah. was and I, I went to college with a bunch of year a long fucking time ago with a bunch of hip-hop guys because that's all that was in the class i guess and they were always doing the like the deck stuff and i was just like fuck this is like legitimately really hard and i tried it and it's not i can't do it like it's yeah just, no there's the, i mean the technique like anything else you know i mean plus you have to have I, I, you know you have to have the sensibility of timing rhythm mm. and the technique down you know so. and look i'm not and, racist and imagine, i'm not racist you know? i'm just saying if you're black you've got an edge i'm just saying they have better <laughs> rhythm they've better genetics i don't know what that has to do with hip-hop but they're just better at well i, I don't th- care i think Chave- Chappelle broke it down best with the uh the racial draft you know it was like the you know it's um how it's i mean black culture has had to really work hard mm-hmm. to have an have a prominent identity in a in a country like this yeah, yeah you know and think of the things that black culture has offered us from you know early roots blues to jazz you know hip-hop i mean all musics that weren't expected to survive yeah, you know yeah. and uh so i think you know they just they, there's a inherent le- legacy built into their DNA. Yeah, that that's the is, edge I'm talking about. Right that there. is, you know, you can't fake it. No, you know, and yeah. and albeit, you know, I heard something really cool, uh, and maybe you have heard of him. Um, there's a, a song called you know, "Old Man River." Paul Roberson mm-hmm. uh, sang it, 
a black you know activist singer really deep like oh man like just but powerful yeah like really powerful and um you know and and uh, someone was like playing old interviews of him and i can't remember if it was like the dutch or the irish but there was some community outside of like black america in the this has to be like I'm guessing, man, maybe somewhere between 20s, 30s, 30s, 40s, something like that, maybe into the 50s. But, um, you know, this dude is fighting for civil rights and all this stuff, and he he wound up being, like, just revered by this this white community outside of the United States because of how hard he was fighting the struggle that he was in, you know, and it just resonated, and they were like minors or something. You know, it was a weird, like an odd pairing, you know, but I think that music has that for people you know it like transcends cultural boundaries and the language differences and you know sexual orientation all that bullshit you know i mean all these divisions have been you know thrust upon us it's a non-discriminate energy it's just like yeah here it is here's my message here's my groove it is a pure it is pure energy Yeah, yeah yeah you know and i mean look man you look at something like james brown thinking like how like that band and the the soundscapes that they were able to create of that that era, you know, mm-hmm. it's like fucking just funk and dirty, undeniable, yeah. you know. So I don't know. I always I was talking about this yesterday because um, uh, as I mentioned, every other, well, whatever. She's my girlfriend. She's a musician. Ashley's a girl. Uh, yeah, whatever. We were talking about <laughs> writing because she's writing her album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. <laughs> But we're talking about like recording and writing, and you're a musician as well. Like that's the thing. That's one of our connections or whatever like that. Like, hey, look, you're as much of a musician as I am. So, and that's whatever. But I happen to have uh, two very close friends of mine that are exceptional musicians that I I'm fortunate enough to be in a band with. Yeah, oh, there you go. We'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just lucky to be. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I know a few talented people. That's that yeah, way. no doubt. That's but, a good uh, way to look at it. It's like the the one thing, and I know because. The band is called the Elite. Oh yeah, we're we're going there as all the worry. <laughs> but uh, I know you'll you'll agree with me on this. Like you, because I've written with you and we've like I've listened to your shit and all like that. And I know it's definitely like a, an energy based driven, uh, emotionally based driven, message based driven energy that comes from you. And it's like you're the reason I wanted to talk to you as well is you have a lot to say, even if you don't think it. I I every time we've hung out or talked, like I've got this weird good vibe of uh, information and energy off you and it's just like uh, I think you're a very interesting character as well like so and um you gotta get out more yeah I do but that's <laughs> oh that's, but you have a girlfriend yeah, so you well, don't go yeah, anywhere yeah. Now, I got right? Netflix and I got a girlfriend so I don't give a fuck so. you're doomed and even when uh, when she wasn't around uh, I had Netflix a girlfriend and no friends so <laughs> right. thank god she uh, is around or money yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't have money no, yeah. no surprisingly I have, I have more money now which is weird but anyway that's just motivation but um yeah, well, you and, uh, like, me as well, I guess, like, the, as you were saying, like, the black culture, the struggles, like, that shit doesn't just, like, if me and you were to, like, just totally make up a genre right now for no reason, we would not be able to do it because I think what comes with the heritage and the history and the culture come, comes a certain perspective on things, like, whether it's, it's funk, like, they're looking for a way to express themselves wildly and energetically, yeah. like, it came from... A bad place or what reminds me of like my when i used to watch roots and shit like so yeah. that all those old slave songs they weren't fucking songs they were 
they actually they were um they were directions they were instructions to escape slavery and stuff and when i learned all about this i was like oh shit what the songs weren't just like sitting around the campfire kumbaya shit i was no no these were like explicit instructions like hey i'm singing you a song but what i'm really telling you right now is you fucking go you down pick the a road. bale of cotton yeah you <laughs> yeah up down turn around and pick up and get the fuck over here yeah. but it was a way of spreading information it was a way of spreading messages and i well, think I mean, hope as well like so well you know i mean there's so many different ways that you can look at culture and black culture in particular if we're talking about that but to me like uh, you know I think about it like this, and maybe this is inaccurate, but this is just the, the the most seemingly best cobbled together idea of it that I can make sense of yet mm-hmm. with the information that I have, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that you have a, a culture of people that were sold off by their own kings, put into slavery, stolen from their family and their lands. Um Many of them that that happened to indiscriminately, men, women, children didn't matter, you know, something like a third, maybe more, didn't even make the journey Mm -hmm. because they died in the journey. They wind up in a country where they're just chastised, brutalized, their culture has been destroyed, their families ripped apart, their language destroyed, any religious ideology, any of that has been decimated. And then, you know, for hundreds of years, they're they're put in a place, seen as a second-class citizen, not even a second-class citizen, animals, like, like less than animals, yeah, yeah. their property, you know. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you have Emancipation Proclamation, you know, all these good words coming from these white people that have been brutalizing you for hundreds of years mm-hmm. saying, hey, yeah, now you're free, but no one will hire you. Or you can't live here because no one wants you next to them. Yeah, yeah. Or you got, like, terrorist organizations just, like, fucking... You know, burning their shit up. Okay, okay, okay. You know. So, For all the people that don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know. and I like to educate. I mean, you know, so much of this stuff comes from fear, you yeah. know. But, you know, so then you look at this culture, this black culture in, in this country, in this nation that they're hated, they're disgusted, they're seen as less than. And all of a sudden, you know, which isn't too long ago, man, I think in maybe in the 90s there was like a, a young black girl that was or a black boy, some, I think it was down in Texas. I know I'm fucking throwing all kinds of random maybe what-ifs, but it wasn't too long ago that um, down in the South, there was a young, you know, teenage black kid that was killed, dragged behind a truck, you know, and, a hate, you know, after the trial was done, it was considered to be a hate crime, you know? So it's like, how do you grow up in a place where you, you have no, you're not accepted, you know, your culture's being stolen, you know, look at jazz, look at, look at blues, look at jazz, look at, I mean, these were musics that were in 100% American, Mm -hmm. born out of America, Mm -hmm. and born out of black America, Mm -hmm. you know, but stolen away and reinterpreted into rock and roll and things like this, where it's like, you know, not given the praise, plus scientists, plus you have all this stuff, so then, even today, you're, now this culture is expected to, like, it hasn't been too long ago, and all of a sudden you're just supposed to thrive? Yeah. Everyone's just supposed to get their shit together because we had a... years. Hey, man, we had a black president. Everyone should be running fucking yeah. marathons now, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah, come yeah. on, man. Be realistic. Yeah. 
you know, but the same, you know, the, the thing is, is that it's not just black America, you know, I mean, it's all, everyone suffers, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a, I, I don't see it as a black white thing. I don't see it as a, uh, you know, to me, it's, it's just a, a division, you know, divisionism. It's a, you know, it's a divide and conquer mentality that's been used against us. So they keep blacks, white Jews, Christians, Muslims, you know, men, women, everyone, you know, in fighting over the scraps that are thrown at their feet. Mm-hmm. And that's it, you know? So, you know, it was a Martin Luther King that said, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. said, you know, without unity, you have no strength. And mm-hmm. without strength, you have no power. Meanwhile, the other guys are like, divide and conquer. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep them all separate. You know, and, you know, you had asked me about 9-11. And, you know, one of the things, you know, think about 9-11. Can I, because uh, I, I kind of want to almost, I, I didn't want to dive right into that. Because I, like, I, I, I don't even driving over here, I was like, Jesus, can I ask about that? But just for anyone that doesn't know, there's a giant bug. Like the thing is, you were. If you need some off, let me know. No, it's all good. For anyone that well, <laughs> you got no that one sweet Irish blood. <laughs> oh God, there's nothing sweet about it. Anyway, because no one knows, like probably who's going to watch this knows you, and <clears throat> a lot of people in Ireland watch it, watch uh, this as well, which is cool. Um, I you think were, that was a pterodactyl. The, this, what the? <laughs> once upon a time, <laughs> Jesus, we're, we're we're swaying away from this conversation, but sorry, go ahead. Good, you're good. Like you were, you were actually <clears throat> uh, on site. You were there. September 11, 2001, you were... I was. I was. Uh, fortunately and unfortunately, I I, um, I went in. I lived in Jersey at the time, um, and uh, me and a girlfriend. And um, we were... I had to go to unemployment. So, you know, I was like, all right, well, fuck it. I'll get up early. I'll go... I'll ride the train in with her. So... Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't oversleep. I figured if I didn't get there early, I'd be fucked and be sitting in, you know, unemployment until fucking six o'clock at night, you know. <laughs> so I I rode the train in early with her. I was there maybe an hour and a half or maybe two hours earlier before the place even opened, uh, which we rode into the Trade Center. She continued to go uptown. She worked on 14th and 6th. And... Um, so then I went over to unemployment. That was, um, I don't know, a few blocks over from, from the trade center. So I walked over there. I was there early, so I slept out in front, you know, waiting till the place opened. Like I said, maybe an hour and a half at least, you know. And uh, so I get in there. I'm like 100th in line anyway, you know, because <laughs> fucking appointments or whatever. And by the time, you know, I get up and talk to the woman, uh, you know, get information, she says, ah, you're in the wrong place. You know, you got to go to Staten <laughs> Island. I'm like, fuck, you know. <laughs> so the day's fucked, you know. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to Jersey. So I go back. I walk back to the Trade Center. I walked in the Vesey side door. And um, there's a long corridor as you walk in that door. Well, when you walked in that door. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the corridor, there was a Sabaro and a, like, a watch or jewelry store, you know, and it's opening up into the concourse. God damn it. I keep hitting his mics, his fancy mics, yeah. his hoo-hoos. <laughs> I keep hitting his hoo-hoo. And, um, and so, you know, it opens up into, like, a mall. You know, imagine there's all kinds of stores and shit, you know. So um, I walk across the concourse level to get 
you know, there's a bank of escalators there that lead to the path train to head back to Jersey, mm -hmm. you know. So I walk across that. So maybe I'm in the building, I don't know, minute and a half, something like that, mm -hmm. you know, if if that. And I get to the just to the top to where the escalators are. And uh, I get to the top where the escalators are, and um, all of a sudden I just see, like, people running every which way. You know, and I'm thinking, what, what the fuck is going on? And immediately I start thinking, maybe it's some, some fucking kook with a gun or a knife or what, you know, I don't know. So mm -hmm. I put my hands up, I start backing up, I'm thinking, maybe I could crack somebody in their teeth or something and get the fuck <laughs> out of here, you yeah. know? I don't know what's going on. And uh, so I just remember some old woman... Some blue hair woman, like curly, grayish hair, comes running by me, screaming, they bombed the building. Hands in the air like something out of a Godzilla movie. She's mm -hmm. just screaming, they fucking, they bombed the building! Ah! You know, and I'm like, immediately I start thinking about when the Trade Center was attacked in, in the 90s. You yeah, know? Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? So I start running towards the door that I just came in. Yeah. It's the closest exit, you know? So... As I'm running down the corridor, and I'm not the only one, there's all kinds of people f trying to funnel towards this door, right? But no one's, no one's leaving the door. They're just fucking standing here looking out the door, you know, these glass doors, because there's debris falling mm -hmm. from the plane impact. It impacted right over the door that I just walked in, you know? So it's, you know, shit on fire, smoking, fucking hunks of rock and shit. And, and you know, so everyone's just kind of standing there, and I'm thinking, we got to get the fuck out of here, you mm -hmm. know? So I opened the door. There was a cantilever to the building. So there was like a, you know, f a good overhang that, you know, if you stayed underneath that, you know, you had, I figured you had a chance of getting the fuck out of there. So yeah. I opened the door. I'm like, we got to get the fuck out of here and tell people stay tight to the building, you know. So, you know, a few people go out and I go out too. I run across the street. I call my, my girlfriend at the time. I'm like, Holy fuck, you know, I said, I, th I think I, I think they just bombed the building. She's telling me, it's on TV, you got to get the fuck out of there, you know? Mm -hmm. So, all of a sudden, no one's phones are working. There's a woman standing next to me. She's trying to call her husband. She can't get a call out. I give her my phone. She fucking calls and the call goes through. I think I got three calls out, her call, my call, and I called one other person. Mm -hmm. and uh, And that was it. Like, phones are fucked. So, the police then usher us you know, start ushering people across Church Street, you know, and we're standing right there. And, you know, I'm looking up at the building and just, like, in fucking shock, you mm. know what I mean? Like, I'm just seeing, like, smoke and fire billowing out of this 110-story building, you know, and you're just like, what the fuck, you mm. know? Can't, and in my mind, I'm like, I'm never in the city in the morning anyway. You know, mm. I work there at night, you know, but I'm never there in the morning. And, um, and I'm just thinking, what the fuck, you know? I'm like, this is unbelievable. So, you know, I'm standing there for a few minutes just trying to just try to figure it out, you know, because it's, it's so such an overwhelming, like, phenomenon yeah, to like, oh. be occurrence to be a part of, you mm -hmm. know, um, anything like that, because it's so out of the ordinary. You know what I mean? You're just not prepared to process shit like that. The odds of this happening are practically none like so it's just not part of your life yeah you know it's like somebody saying fucking you know because you you watched jurassic park the night before hey tomorrow watch out you might have a t-rex ripping through your backyard <laughs> yeah. i mean you just it's there's not no happen, there's like no so. point of reference mentally you yeah, know yeah. and um 
So, you know, I'm standing there and, and I'm looking across and I'm looking up at this building and, um, and it's weird because, uh, you know, I was, I was fortunate enough, you know, years back, I met, uh, a World War II veteran who was in Pearl Harbor and, uh, you know, and he, he talked to me about it, you know, and he's like, he said, you know, told me he's a young man and he, I mean, if he was imagining this, if this memory wasn't a, a real legitimate memory, mm -hmm. and I know that the mind can fabricate art, you know, manipulate information and not give you an accurate, but this dude felt like he knew every fucking step mm -hmm. and he was in his eighties at the time, you know, he felt like he knew every step of that day. Yeah. You know, he said, I was a young man. He said, these motherfuckers came in and they cut us down. He said, our officers were off the island. We couldn't get to our weapons. And he's like, and they just fucking cut us down. We couldn't do anything. Couldn't even defend ourselves, you know? Mm. And, um, and when he, when he said that, it made me realize, I'm like, you know, that day when I hear a timeline of things, you know, I may jumble up some information, but when I hear a timeline, I know, like, I could trace every footstep. Yeah. You know? So I'm standing there, you know, church in Vesey, and I'm looking up at the building, and I, all of a sudden, fucking one after another, people are coming out of the building. <laughs> out of the building. <laughs> and one after another. What do you like mean, from a high floor? Jumping. Yeah, jumping uh, up. Yeah. Go you know on. what I mean? So you're talking thousands of degrees of, you know, heat mm. that... I mean, your skin is melting off your bones, probably. You know, who knows what that is? Yeah. You know, you're in a, you're in, I mean, pizza ovens bake at what, 600 degrees yeah. or some shit? You're breeding fire. Like yeah. So. You know, so you're, you're inside a blast furnace, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. And, um, you're just you know, watching so, people fall in. I'm just, and, and I don't know if I imagine hearing them hitting the building or, you know, it was just like your brain imprinting like what you imagined, but it imprinted the idea of like what you would imagine a, stack of newspapers being thrown off the back of a truck yeah. you know and um i watched the documentary i did i actually didn't successfully get to the end it's called falling man and uh it's about that exact the whole documentary is about the people that had to decide to yeah fling themselves out and i got about 45 minutes in and i actually burst out crying i was like i can't handle this this is not something like dude if this is about alien abductions or some shit i'm like yeah that's just fine because that's like not again our realm of fucking possibility it does, it does not gonna happen but this happened and i'm watching people tell their stories like you and they're describing it the same yeah. and i'm like i couldn't actually get through i was like crying i was like well it's heart it's heartbreaking you know and um i mean that day and even the years like shortly after i mean it's like the anger and everything but today like to reflect on it it is I definitely would say a piece of me died that day, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, so a couple, like some strange things, like, so after I'm standing there and I'm watching, you know, people jump one after another, I just like, I got to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I start heading, you know, walking up sixth, you know, walking up church, going to meet up with sixth and then head up to, you know, meet my, my girlfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, she's at work. They're shutting everything down. You can't go anywhere. So. I get about four or five blocks away, and I remember standing in the middle of church, and I'm looking at the, the building, you know, and I'm like, just in disbelief. I'm looking at the smoke billowing out of it. I'm looking at the fire. I'm, I, you know, I'm just like, what the fuck? Hmm. And as I'm looking, I see a second plane banking around the building. Now, the first thing I heard was that 
a bomb went off. So that's all I thought. A bomb went off, you mm-hmm. know. And then when I got outside, people were yelling, a plane hit it. People were saying, a bomb went off. You know, it's like, I'm thinking, well, how the fuck, you know. It's a, I couldn't imagine, excuse me, I couldn't even imagine a plane flying that low anyway, mm-hmm. you know. What the fuck do I know? I'm not a pilot. Yeah. I'm not Bruce, Bruce Dickinson. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, no shit. So, so, you know, as I'm looking at this, I see this plane banking around the fucking backside of the building. I'm thinking, man, that plane is flying low, you know. But I'm thinking the first thing I thought was maybe they're trying to get a look at what the fuck just happened, mm. you know. That's the, that seems like a logical <laughs> you know? possibility. Like. So I turn to start my trek back uptown, right? So I turn and I take two steps and I hear an explosion that made my hair stand on end. And debris immediately following the explosion is being shot down the street like it's shot out of a fucking cannon. Mm. So fucking running and i'm running to get around the corner of a building just to get out of whatever the fuck just happened you know because i don't know what happened i don't know that this plane hit it you know and um so as a runner as i'm running around the corner of this i look across the street because something just slammed in the fucking sidewalk Mm -hmm. and uh and there's a you know a fucking engine from the second plane sitting as I'm running across the street because there's an older black woman and I would guess her to be in her late 40s, early 50s in like a royal blue dress laying face down inches from this thing. I don't know if it fucking hit her. I don't know if it slammed down the sidewalk and she had a heart attack. But I'll tell you this, man, I fucking dialed nine and I dialed one running across either Murray or Warren. I know when I'm standing there where it was. Hmm. Um... Before I could get the third one out, FBI is blocking off this motor or this engine, and they grab this woman and fire her into a fucking minivan. I'm talking seconds. Like, a minivan came out of nowhere. I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? Hmm. You know? So then I keep walking uptown. I'm like, this was some wild, crazy shit. I think about that woman all the time, man. I wonder if she lived. I, don't, I mean, I, didn't, I couldn't even get near her. You know I mean? It was like... Five wow. seconds, you know? Uh, so. Just her? Just her. That's all I've seen. So, and, uh, so then, you know, I'm, I'm walking up sixth. I remember I walked past Matthew Broderick on church. Can't the fuck over here. He had a beard. Maybe Ferris Bueller? The, yeah. <laughs> no shit. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, and, and he was just staring at the buildings, you know? Um, so I get I get up to 14th and 6th, and I'm in the basement of, you know, where my girlfriend worked. And um, it's a sandwich shop, and we're, you know, we're basically like, what the fuck do we do? You can't go anywhere. Manhattan's locked down. You can't get out of here, you know. And, um, and then on the radio or TV, whatever the fuck she had on, um, they said, you know, this, you know, the South Tower was coming down, you know. Yeah. So I'm standing in the middle of 6th Avenue watching it in the distance crumble, you know. I'm just like, holy fuck. You know, I mean, every time, you know, I live, you know, families from Buffalo, travel back and forth to Buffalo from Jersey and New York all the time. And, you know, the f- one of the first things, you know, when you get back, it's like you look for the trade center, yeah. you know. It's like, man, I'm home. Every you single know? movie you see, everything. Like man, so, yeah. when I seen them, you know, we would say that. Yeah. Like, oh, we're home, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And... um And then to imagine, like, 
it being gone, you know. So we find out that they started running uh, running um, ferries out of Chelsea Piers, you know. So we go and meet some people we knew over there and that told us about it. And we get in the queue to, you know, get on the on the ferry. And uh, no, no, you know, the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to make sure. Schooner. <laughs> um, so we get, you know, we get on the on the ferry and we're going to go from Chelsea to Jersey. And, and I think it was, they were taking us to Jersey city, I think. But anyway, um, and when we were on the Hudson, the North tower was falling, started to fall. Mm -hmm. You know I mean? It fell. And I remember being on the ship on the ferry and just like, I felt like I could have put my hand out and it would have fell through my fingers. Mm -hmm. Like that's how close it felt, you know? And, um, just heart heartbreaking, you know what I mean? Because a couple couple days after, um, some friends friends of mine, Chow Johnny Chow, yeah, you know Chow, representing Monstro Chow Monstro. He's a um, bass player for Stone Sour. For who? For the, some band. Some band. Some band called. Did Stone you say Sour. Stone Sour? Sour Stone. Oh, Sour oh, Stones. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so Chow, me and Chow met up with a person we knew at the time. Uh, who lived below 14th, or, yeah, he, he lived in Alphabet City below 14th, and uh, because at, at four, they cut, they cut off the city at 14th or something, you couldn't get below there unless you lived there, mm -hmm. and then below Houston, you couldn't even go there at all or something, so, so we, we were able to get through the barricade to go to his house a couple days after, and then we snuck down through Battery Park to go, you know, I wanted to go and volunteer, but I want, you know, we were like, you know, I called my boy. I'm like, dude, I was was in the fucking tower. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I was there when that shit. You know, and um, so we we went down there. I don't know particularly what we were looking for. I knew I wanted to volunteer. You know, because mm -hmm. I'd worked in a cemetery, done hazardous work before. You know, what I mean, just felt like I was in there. You know what I mean? Like I felt pretty suited yeah. to be able to, albeit you know, no one can ever prepare for something like that. Like I had some of the background, you know. Yeah. So, um, so we sneak down through. We get to like just outside Battery Tunnel, and there's a um, National Guard barricade there, you know. And as we're walking up, I mean, it's it's desolate, man. There's nothing there. It's eerily desolate, you know. And uh, and there's just you know, as you're walking, there's just piles of ash and debris. And it's like every every footprint I put in, and I'm like, these are people. I'm walking through people right now, mm. you know, thousands of people, you know. And um, so we get we get over to to the barricade, and I you know go up to the to the um, National Guard guy, you know, I'm soldier, and I you know, said, hey, you know, I wanted to volunteer, you know, and. Uh, you know, and as we're talking to them and, and talking to this guy, you know, they're just f hauling out plastic garbage bags of what I can only imagine are limbs, and yeah. pieces and parts of people, you know. So, um, so you're just like, what the fuck, hmm. you know. And, um, and then after I find out, you know, my friend's brother, Sean Rooney, um, he died, you know, which devastated my friend, you know, she's it destroyed her 
And then his wife was killed, you know, who was a very outspoken advocate for victims' rights of 9-11, Beverly Rooney, you know. She was um, killed? Yeah. What do you mean? A few weeks after she met with President Obama on some, something to do with, like, I don't know, it was the 9-11 commission or whatever whatever it was. I mean, she was a... This was years after? or Yeah. 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 And Uh, she just... Sorry, that's... A plane crash outside of Buffalo. Yeah. Is that like irony or is it... Coincidence, I suppose. I don't know. What do you... I mean, I don't know many people Uh, that have been killed in plane crashes, let alone an entire family wiped out in multiple plane incidences. Yeah. It's a... I, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, sorry, go on. That's just weird. You could speculate on all kinds of crazy yeah, ideas. We'll get you know? to that as well. But uh you know, and um yeah, man, it's um it's I I I immediately after nine eleven, one of the things that I thought was like this is something that should never be forgotten. Not like in the corny we will never forget. Yeah, yeah. Not in the American way of brushing things under the rug kind of thing, but this should never be forgotten. This should never not be talked about. Mm-hmm. This should never not, we should never not get to the bottom of this mm-hmm. and figure out what the fuck happened, you know? Because I was nervous to even ask you about it, so that's the... Well, I mean, I tattooed it on my neck. It was the first thing I did, mm-hmm. you know? Because I, I didn't want to forget it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In a, in a lifetime, so many so many things happen to a person and you think... You know, as we get older, you you forget. You know, you you, you think the details become more clouded mm-hmm. or less important, and maybe someone doesn't want to listen to your story. You know, so it's like, mm-hmm. so to me, it was it was it was important enough to be like, I can't, I don't want to forget this. I can't forget this. I won't forget it. You know, I mean, it, it's it's changed me. Like I said, it definitely killed something in me that, you know, um, I guess. You know, that's just life. Yeah. But uh, that's not really though. That's the weird fucking. Because again, we're talking about if we. Do... It is life, though. You know, I mean, because <sighs> I mean, look. You know, we we've been fortunate to grow up in a, you know, very isolated from the world. But you know, look at Ireland. Look at, you know, where you're from. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Northern Ireland. Think of all the, the bombings and all that shit that have been going on. You know, kids living in war. You know, and that happens. That's not isolated, man. You know, nah. slavery is still alive and well in this world, and and in all parts of this world and still alive and well in the United States. Yeah, I had this you know? conversation again, like a few weeks ago. Um, well, actually it was like, so the, the, the Paris attacks last year, yeah. um, whatever, whoever done it, like, so with the Paris attacks last year, I hate to just say this, actually my girlfriend, she was in Paris mm. with her band and, uh, she was set to play uh, there like two or three days later. Wow. But instead all, all every band that was over there was on lockdown and, um, it was like it happened, and I remember like saying it, it as like the probability if we do the math, like it it's it's like one in a fucking tens of millions that would ever happen to anyone, and you 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 manage to get out of it, you're you're safe now and yeah. all that. Like, but also it didn't affect me for the same reason is like I remember growing up in like eighties, like I'm fucking in my thirties, so the eighties and nineties. And every other week, it was car bombed. I make a joke about it in America. Everyone's like, oh, we should get, get some fucking Irish car bombs. Ha, ha, ha. Because yeah. it's a drink. Yeah. Like, and I'm not offended by anyone or anything, whatever. It's... My mom died in a car bomb. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, oh, you just killed the whole yeah, yeah, party. Yeah, no. yeah. Like, God damn it. <laughs> but, like, no, no one actually knows, like, that that originated 
that's not a fucking drink. That's like a real thing where they put like jars of gasoline and nails and yeah. load up a car with fucking any kind of like anything that would explode and in Northern Ireland and that's your car bomb. They blow it up next to churches and schools and main yeah. streets and this was like every kind of other week in the 80s and 90s and you just knew it was like oh who was asked the IRA like whatever I'm in the south of Ireland we're fine it's up there that's fucked don't go up there don't drive there don't and like only because I've been talking about it weirdly in the last few weeks I was like oh shit that did fuck me up in a weird way that it desensitized me to like tragedies that are happening so when Paris happened yeah and it happened and I was like uh, and on for, and I, I'm I'm actually fucking um, going back on something I said. It's not the it shouldn't be life. Like Jesus, when now I think about it, that was my life. That was like we grew up every week with that in the newspapers and the news. And well, I think the human condition is is fascinating. I mean, because if you think, man, you know, people that suffer traumas. You know, you live in PTSD. I mean, soldiers, kids of abuse, mm. fucking women and battered. You know, I mean, there's. You know, trauma and pain is a, is real to whoever is experiencing. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. And and so, you know, to imagine that what's normal to a kid living in you know some you know in, in Mumbai or yeah, something yeah. drinking out of a mud puddle, yeah. you know, hoping to get fresh, you know, some some bit of drinkable water, you know, that's normal. That's everyday life for him. Yeah. You know and. You know, and I, I think it's funny, man. I, I think it's every day is like worlds collide, you know, because it's like life for me is different than life for, you know, a, a Mexican gardener more mm-hmm. than likely. And, and life for the Mexican gardener is going to be different than the, the Chinese woman. You know, I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah. you know, and so, you know, you get in this situation where it's like, there's no like level playing field and there's no like ground rules. Like we're not all playing by the same code of ethics and morals and all of that. And, you know, so it's like, it's like life is just a brutal fucking place. It's mm. as hostile as nature. Yeah. You know, Could and, part of it, so. and, and the sad thing, you know, is that we're a species that's supposed to be evolved above that. Mm. Well, yeah, we pray on our own. Well, we yeah. we talk a bit, we talk a big talk, like so. Sure. That's that's the thing, and I think yeah. uh, as well as living in, because uh, I guess like Ireland and you, uh, but that side of Europe is like the Western world, and America is obviously what we refer to as the Western world, and yeah. white people and honkies, honkies. <laughs> Why was that racist? I don't know. I think it is uh, racist. Okay, well, I'll edit that part out. <laughs> Not at all. You can say whatever you want. Um, but, Why are you censoring me, man? <laughs> How dare you, motherfucker! <laughs> But it's just, I think you, you kind of you hit the nail on the head a few minutes ago. It was like we grew up with this, uh, as well as like a sense of entitlement and comfort. And like, I'm not sorry I grew up like that. It's just like I was lucky enough to be deal- dealt those cards. Like, well, it's a genetic lotto, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you've actually you just, won if you're. You just have, you just have, yeah, you know, you grew up in a family that was affluent and had, you know, money and, you know, you, you know parents that were sensible or whatever. Then fucking good for you. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But. You know, it's 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 tragic that we get to a point now where we're, you know, we just think about people where, eh, fuck him, he's stupid, ah. fuck him, you know. But it's like we, you know, we're all thrown in this world with, you know, 
a fucking toolbox, you know? And if your toolbox is missing a handle and you only got a fucking busted screwdriver in it and a hammer and your square is fucking cracked and bent, here you go, get out there, take on the world. Yeah. You know? And then you got the other dude that came in, his fucking dad's a carpenter, and he, you know, he's got all the tools, and you got, there, go on, take on the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot to be said for, you know, having the intestinal fortitude and the gumption to be able to fucking dig through and dig down and drive through and come and rise above man Mm -hmm. but you know i think there's i would venture to imagine that there's got to be more we lose a lot of good people that didn't have you know support or didn't have a good friend to fucking be there you know when when they needed them yeah you know i mean you were talking about bob you know yeah, I mean it's crazy. Like, so I might be dead if it wasn't for Bob, and that ain't yeah. no bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, he's, he's he'll probably never listen this far into a podcast yeah. to, for us to even talk, so we can say what we want but, about him. But fucking bastard, fuck no, him. But I'm you know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, you know, get to, you hopefully you get to a point where you can make your own decisions. You realize like everything that you you feel and everything you've experienced and all that shit has been imposed upon you at a, until a certain age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you got to decide, like, does it apply to me today? I mean, if you're a racist piece of shit because your granddaddy was a racist <laughs> piece of shit and his granddaddy was, well, maybe you're really not a racist piece of shit. Maybe yeah. you just need to fucking, you know, need to expand your idea about definitions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because definitions change. Yeah. Get out of your box. Let's, let's have yeah. a look around. Poke your yeah. head up out of the hole a little bit. Like. There, you know, one of the most heartbreaking things to me, I've had people say to me one time, like, ask me, like, oh, if you had... What if you had, I just had my buddy ask me, if money was no object, mm-hmm. what would you do? I was like, I know exactly what I'd do. I would fucking travel the world. I would go to every country I could with a professor, an expert in that, in yeah. the language, and I would go and learn shit about the world because that's been hidden away from me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's places in the world that I may never see because it's unsafe for me to go there or some yeah. bullshit. You're told it's unsafe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like... You know, we're, we have all these fears imposed upon us that, you know, that ain't, everyone can't just break free of that shit. Yeah. You know, it's difficult, you know? And um, so it's cool, like we were saying, man, that you find good people, you keep digging around, you find good people, yeah. you fix, like, some broken shit inside yourself. And, yeah, it's weird. You know, keep, you know, cobbling together the best life you can, yeah. you know? I think as well as, like, if we were to follow that, because that's why I like being around you and Bob and the other guys, like, they're, like, you're all friends, but I get a good energy off, and it's, like, kind of, like, I, like, my new thing as well and even with this like this isn't real like this is like there's a camera there's my this is, I'm just having a, I'm, the conversation's real I don't care who sees it but I'm doing it for selfish reasons which is funny smoke that weed bro <laughs> smoke that weed like I'm doing it for the selfish reason that I want to be around uh, people with the energy that have strived forward strived is that a word yeah sure um, and done well you're Irish I- Irishishish <laughs> Irishnesses well, I, well, basically, I just I just want to learn things off people that have. Like, and he hasn't drank in. one one Dude, pint yet. Not one. Like the, <laughs> it's really bright, is it? One second, one yeah. top one. I was like, is that better? Yeah, it is. It's excellent. Because I look like fucking Casper here. <laughs> but um, was that racist? Ah, someone's offended somewhere. <laughs> fuck you, you're pussy. Um, and but they're, they're, and they're fuck all ghosts everywhere. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. You're not real. Well, we're getting to that. That's a good topic right there. But uh, it's just like being around people that have pushed that barrier, have stepped across the line. And honestly, like as we said, we're not going into too much private details of what we were talking about 
before I press record was I wouldn't be here if I didn't push to a certain point and then I pushed to a certain point in my life a few years ago where I couldn't go any further and I needed uh, like Bob say for yeah. example because he's going to be fucking famous because of this no one's going to give a fuck <laughs> about Bob yeah, who is it <laughs> oh, Bob sorry I meant God so I'm kidding <laughs> fuck you you're not getting that he'll never hear that yeah I know he'll never <laughs> hear that yeah, yeah I will <laughs> <laughs> but it, no but there's people like him and like even like say my ma or something like my mother my mom like that like she the people that are like whoa whoa you've got so far you've got to here and you can't go any further well let me just push you over the line or even like for my ma to say don't come home like not yeah. and I, like you're not welcome but she's like i know you're struggling i know you're fucking you're not doing so good over there but don't come home like there's nothing for you here like, yeah for a mom to say that to me like was just a huge thing so i was like fuck it she's supporting me it'd be a lot easier for me just to fuck off home and go on social welfare and get Ooh, that sounds fun what's that great. oh yeah and, and free medic uh, what do you call it here um where we well, I get medic medical care insurance. All it yeah. it's all free. Oh. that's fucking. It's a what for fuck's sake? For fuck's sake, <laughs> try it out. Like imagine, imagine free free healthcare for everybody. Now, imagine, that's, imagine that's a, just some fascist bullshit. Like so, hmm. that, that would never work. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. We're talking about Narnia, by the way. So, but but I but <laughs> but Jimmy, I pay into a system, and they care about you. But I can't get anything out of it. Yeah. You're saying there's somewhere I can go to get free healthcare? <laughs> you can, if you can afford it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Huh. That was always the stories I'd hear hear about. Like, was that also with the the woman with the shoe and all the kids or the wolf, you know, huffing and puffing? Was that in that same book? Uh, is is that like the? <laughs> Yeah, it's a fairy tale. It's oh, fair, oh, it's all, okay. yeah, no, this is oh, fairy th- tale. This is that's fictional, what, yeah, oh, of, a, of, of, of a, a place uh, that is in America where you go and if you get sick and you can't afford to take care of yourself, it just gets taken care of magically by the magical system for Or your free. veterans go and fight a war and their kidneys die and then uh, they start cutting their money back. Well, you know them, what? No, you know yeah, what? You're 23. No, no, fuck them. Nothing fuck happened. Fuck them. Fuck Nothing em. happened over there. Fuck them. Nothing yeah. happened. What are you talking about? Yeah, you're going to be fine. What's you're it? on your third kidney? PTSD? Oh, Is that it. like a, sen- a sexually yeah. transmitted disease? No. no like, MSNBC? Yeah, yeah. CNN? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. ABC123? It's a, a Jackson 5 song. Oh. I get it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Got it. I'm they ma- missed out on that. Imagine one. a world. Imagine if they would have went with PTSD versus <laughs> ABC. ABC. <laughs> Think, think of what that career might have been. PTSD. Uh, you know? It's easy, yes. <laughs> yeah. As bombs exploding next to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And for anyone that doesn't get sarcasm or a sick, twisted sense of humor, we're fucking around. Jeez, I can imagine someone editing that part. I have friends right now, man, overseas, and it's it sucks. I can only sucks imagine. To imagine dude. that, you know, I, I hope that their efforts are not being fucking misused. You uh, know? Yeah, and it, like. Because the, he's good good people yeah, you know? yeah but there's a like a I, I don't know how touchy it is and i don't know in because I, I remember going back to the 9-11 thing i remember the day it happened i remember where i was i remember what i was doing i, I was in work and then i was told i used to work in like a guitar store for like 10 years 12 years in ireland in kilkenny sns music kieran street and um woo, woo. yeah could you want um and uh, uh my boss was like can you deliver this fucking package like to a stereo store up on main street cool no problem it was an everyday thing just go deliver like whatever your stereo store whatever i went up but it had like a tv store as well and i had a wall of tvs and i walked in everyone's glued to these tvs at like 
so it's eight, uh, five hour difference so it's one o'clock two two o'clock in the day and I'm walking by and why is everyone watching the TV and it's like oh there's a bomb or something gone off in the World Trade Center and my first question was what's the World Trade Center yeah because I'm in a different country what is that and you go to America New York those big tall buildings oh the buildings on the movies yeah gotcha yeah. I watch Friends I get it like you know <laughs> I love Friends and um, I stood there for like 20 friends will never be the same in friends will never yeah they actually edit out the I know the, yeah, it's weird they shouldn't do that yeah no they shouldn't bullshit yeah uh, well they might offend somebody so you know whatever yeah. but uh, uh it, it should offend more of the victims and the victims families editing that out like it, it, hey uh, we want you to forget happened. this never happened never, so, happened. never forget what yeah, yeah no yeah. fuck off yeah. but that, we'll that, never forget but let's get it get it right out of everyone's yeah, mind yeah let's not offend, offend anyone let's cover it up and all suckers. that but I remember getting home that night and for the first time in my adult life I guess I, I think it was like 19 no when I what age it was like 17, 18 I sat down for 6 hours straight watching the news yeah it didn't leave and I was like and I remember sitting there and my mother I came and I was like what's going on like, and I was like I don't know I sat there for 6 hours completely bewildered staring at this screen going what the fuck is going on? Like, is this like a movie or what? What the fuck's going on? I watched everything happen yeah. that day, and like to, to fast forward sixteen, seven years. I know I'm sitting here and you were there. So me thinking like I'm watching a screen as a as a younger man, and now I know you that you were actually there as well. Yeah. And I'm watching people on the news falling from the buildings, and then the weeks that follow. And like, dude. I've got a lot of questions. Like, I got a lot of as I'm sure you were there, so I can only imagine what the fuck was going through your head. But like. If I'm allowed to ask, which you don't have to answer sure. at all, like so, like we all know it was like it was terrorism, terrorist bullshit, Bin Laden, all that, or whatever, which I want to talk about as well. But what happened? What do you, like? What do you think? Like, are we? Because we were fed a lot of information. Like, so what the fuck do we think? I mean, like, this this is the best patchwork framework kind of notion that I can put together of it of unanswered questions things that don't make sense mm -hmm. you know the north and south tower were 210 story buildings okay the official story is that these planes were you know smashed into with by these fucking jets full of fuel and these Terrorists halfway around the world were able to orchestrate Who all in this living in caves. Mm -hmm. You know, six foot five Arab dragon fucking dialysis machine around the mountains of Pakistan mm -hmm. and whatever the fuck else was going on. Nonsense horse shit. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's like, all right, so we don't know where these people are. They're orchestrating this whole attack. They're able to bypass CIA security, FBI security, and intel. You know, now today in 2017, you think of, think of all the data mining shit that's been going on for a decade mm -hmm. or more. You know, by the time we're finding out about this shit, they've been doing it for fucking, you know, so much longer than we even know. Mm -hmm. You know, we were able to intercept information in World War II regarding Pearl Harbor being attacked. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're telling me in 2001... They were able to bypass all these security measures and intel measures and all this shit to orchestrate four planes and possibly more flying into multiple targets. I mean, the coincidences of these things taking, you know, like popping off that way. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I just don't live in a world that coincidences like that happen. Or maybe they happen and I just don't realize mm. it. Like, oh, hey, man, the fucking light turned green when I was here. What a coincidence. Yeah, hey, awesome, wow. you know? Yeah. You know, so whatever. So so now we got to imagine that the North Tower is hit through the center of the building. They want you to believe that this magic jet fuel came in and incinerated everything incinerated structural steel wrapped in insulation or possibly insulation was knocked off from the impact just to clarify you're actually of a construction background you're in construction you are I, not you're not I like, construct yeah I, I don't I'm not bull, I can't bullshit people oh what are the beams or not like you you're a constructioner like you're yeah. a, you know what the fuck you're talking about here so this is not bullshit like I mean I'm I've, I've worked around construction for a long time mm-hmm. you know and um, so these are structural I-beams you know covered in concrete and some, you know, cement and, you know, flame retardants and fucking insulin. You know I mean? All this yeah. shit. You got to fucking, they want you to believe that this plane smashed through here, fucking dumped this jet fuel all over this fucking, these couple floors or a few floors of the, you know, the building and incinerated structural steel and melted it. And these, this building pancaked into its own footprint on a fluke. Yeah, that's okay. The, right through the center, of, you know. Okay, not just one building. I want. I want to believe that. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to believe that because I don't want to believe the you know whatever these alternatives could be. Yeah. I want to believe that, but it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if I start a desk on fire with fucking jet fuel, it's not going to burn hotter than what the fucking debris can burn. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe it'll get a couple degrees hotter. I'm not a fucking scientist, but. You know, everything has a burn point. At yeah. some point, it's just not going to be there. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. What, if, what the fuck do I know? So anyway, so then the second building, right? This building is hit through the whole corner of the building is ripped up, you know, ripped out. So again, this building pancaked into its own footprint. How did it not topple over? How is it the weight displacement physically? When I look at that, it just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of weight above that impact zone where the whole corner of the building was taken out. Like I said, I was five blocks away. One of the engines fucking landed in the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. I mean, the force and that building just fucking... How did it not twist? How did it not fucking topple just over? Did break it, the top part or something? It fell and pancaked into its own footprint again? All right. Now, I got two things that I got to think about that are, like, kind of fucking strange. Yeah. I'm not an engineer, and I'm not a physicist, or, and I'm not a fucking, you know, scientist, mm-hmm. but I do know some things, so that's I, weird to me. I know stuff. All right. Then Building 7, they tell you that Building 7 fell on its own. Yeah, what do I, what, what that, hit that, it? That, from what I, from, I just stopped reading this stuff after a while, because yeah. you're just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Just mm-hmm. sounds like lies, one after another. Just tell me you did it. Tell me, tell me it happened because of insurance, or it happened because we needed to go steal this oil. That's believable. Whatever the fuck it yeah. is, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like you're forever being insulted. Your intelligence being insulted. You're forever being confused and manipulated. Whichever, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you're like, all right. So now here we go. We got two buildings. They pancaked into their own footprint. Building seven. You know, when you look at it, it looks like controlled demolition to me. You know, kinks in the middle, caves into the fucking center, collapses into its own footprint, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, you know, f- the thing about New York that's so incredible mm-hmm. is that for all the construction you see above new- the streets of New York, you have almost equal that 
going into the ground, into the bedrock of the island. Sub-basements of fucking massive caissons and, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. big heavy-duty shit. Even if you go on the subway system there, it goes down fucking far. so. So now, you gotta imagine that, to me, I gotta imagine that Manhattan is built like a fucking house of cards. That these two buildings falling and shaking into their own footprint fucking damage this one there's all these other buildings around there that didn't get fucking damaged mm-hmm. you know but that one fell into you know mm-hmm. all right strange i don't know don't have any answers on it mm-hmm. it's just peculiar to me right but of all the things you know when they talk about like the the, the plane you know in, in pennsylvania it's like that that uh, apparently vaporized or something as well. Like when I hit the ground. I don't know, man. I, I, you look at the history of plane crashes. There's always debris. Oh, yeah, I've never seen a vaporized. Like you don't hear about it. Like that's if I'm. In, I don't know. In modern history, uh, I think that was the very first plane to ever crash and vaporize. And and the one at the Pentagon as well. It vaporized. Well, the the crazy thing about the Pentagon thing to me, aside from whatever. You're in one of the most heavily trafficked international tourist cities on the planet. You have people from every country, just about every country, with every type of fucking videographic, photographic equipment. Mm -hmm. You can't find an eyewitness. You can't find a fucking photograph. You can't find a video. Think about all the security cameras all around fucking D.C. Mm -hmm. And no one... Nothing. You get one video from a security camera that looks like a flash. Like a, is that the gas station one? No, it's outside the Pentagon, yeah. but like at like a parking structure mm-hmm. or something, whatever the fuck it is. So it's like that's the only one I've ever seen. Yeah, you know. So it's like all these coincidences had to happen, you know. And then the 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 sickening thing. It's like you get all these people, you know. Where it's like the United States, like there's a, for all our faults and flaws in the past, you know, I mean, there's always a way forward, you mm-hmm. know. You look at a, com- a country like Germany who's won such awards, you know, for humanitarian work and effort now in like Nuremberg and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There, there's always a way forward, you know, but for the faults and flaws of the past, it's like, do we do we keep going? Do we keep repeating them? You know, I mean, for thousands of years, you know, we still fight for the same civil rights issues that the Romans and the Greeks fought for, for like women's rights and mm. things like this, and we still fight them today. We can't like fucking learn. <laughs> We're, we we got a fucking superhadron collider, but we can't learn from our mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, That's where like, I always think of the saying, the definition of insanity is, uh, was it making the same or re- repeating the same process ex- and yeah, expecting a different, different result? result yeah, right. yeah, I'm like going, uh, hello, <laughs> you know, what the fuck? I mean, it, you know, I'll tell you, it's like, it's always good to, for me, like I work with a lot of people from all over, from mm-hmm. all different countries, I have friends from all different countries, and I try to to um talk to people you know and and figure out like hey man you know because the the image that we have of ourselves in america is not the image that people have of us in the world i can vote for that and that's okay Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like because if you're 
you know, we, you know, I think about like life on the planet right now, and there's such a disparity of fucking technology. You think of technology right now, it's like we live, we, we live on the planet simultaneously right now. You have indigenous fucking primate, like primitive people living in fucking the huts. Amazon or something. Yeah. They know nothing of technology. Mm-hmm. And then on the polar opposite end of the spectrum, you got people living in fucking ultra modern cities in like Shanghai or Tokyo or something, intelligent buildings. And yeah. you know what I mean? The like, apartments are giant. We're iPad. traveling to space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, these fucking guys are still worshipping, like, ants. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's... So, it, it... Not that there's anything wrong with that, yeah. you know, but... <laughs> and, I, and I'll tell you, man, I mean... Just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should do something. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like a fucking child with a gun, you know? So, yeah, it's yeah. like... Um, but we li- that's that's the world we live in, man, you know? And, and so, when information is manipulated... You know, if I if you grow up in a place where propaganda is so prevalent that your idea and view of the world is so askewed because you never seen it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's on the screen. They could tell you. They can give you pictures of what planets look like, but very few people can verify. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. that's Jupiter, which you can see tonight. By the way, hopefully you got a good view of it. Uh, <laughs> we had some shitty cloud cover over here, yeah. but uh, it's supposed to be magnificent. But anywho, you know, so, but. You know, people just got to, at some point, man, you know, you, I just think you, we're all the same. You know what I mean? We all want the same kind of shit. You know I mean? I've been fortunate enough to talk to people around the world. And a lot of people want all the same shit and take care of their family, have a good job, you know, make, mm-hmm. make a decent living, not, you know, fucking work yourself to death, whatever. Not be afraid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's the, this, uh, the, I always thought like the, uh. Yeah, that's a big one. Not be afraid. Not be afraid is yeah. a massive, especially like uh, just to reiterate, in case anyone is listening, that of government persuasion. Oh, I'm kidding, but like, no, I love America. I fucking love being here. I love the people for the main reason that it's like so diverse and awesome, and uh, it is the land of opportunity. Without sounding like the cliche postcards, but it is like, and it, it, but it gets like, it's it's confusing. Though. It's confusing. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking like. You look at back in the last um, like year, I guess, and like I don't want I don't want to say his name. I try not to talk about the po- politics. Voldemort. Of- Voldemort. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> Voldemort. Uh, like you can see that it's. It, I watch people all the time, and I I, I see them like they're bo- they're fighting against each other, but essentially they're both fighting against each other for the exact same result. Like you want to be happy and secure and safe and not be afraid and have a home and a family and everyone's like but like but if you come to the decision through a different route you know what i mean yeah. like it that that's that's where it gets sticky because we don't have a uh, a, a ethical foundation that is shared by all yeah. you know despite whatever culture you know i mean it's like you know as as a baby you take a baby and just drop them in kenya you yeah know, it wouldn't matter you you could have been dropped in kenya and all of a sudden wham you're going to be fucking kenyan and you're going to speak kenyan and yeah. you're gonna, you know that's how you're going to live yeah. you're going to just be the fucking pastiest kenyan anyone's yeah. ever seen you yeah. know what i mean but with an accent yeah, you know with a weird accent and dreads <laughs> um but uh you know i mean that's that's just it you know i mean we can be imprinted with any information yeah you know so scary thought <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Because depending on who's imprinting the information on you, you know, because it's not, you got to get to a point where you can fucking, hey, that doesn't apply here, man. Yeah. We're not into that or mm-hmm. we're not doing that or 
you know that's not what you do to people and that's know? how i grew up as well i tell i talk i don't know if i've ever talked about it on on this or in a, in a forum like this where like um up until i was 13 14 15 like i'm gonna change uh, 13 14 <laughs> and 15 he said okay <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker ha, look people can understand me kind of like i didn't actually know there was a um, like more than two religions for example and i knew there was catholics because that's what i grew up as and real catholic real proper <laughs> fucking dude i'll there tell were you catholics and then there were roman catholics. i'll tell you a funny story <laughs> how, how cat this is how catholic i was growing up we were right we obviously made go to church the school is part of the church so yeah you have to do the church shit uh, you have to. You're brought to confession every three months as a child. And I don't care what you did. You get in there. Yeah, you, <laughs> dude. I used to make shit up. I used to wait make, a minute. I, I didn't do anything. I said a swear word seventeen times. I am bless me, Father, for I've sinned. I'm like, go on. <laughs> he's what? in there laughing like this fucking kid ain't keeping track how much he's swearing. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. I called my brother fire, yeah. a bad word or whatever. But this is how Catholic I was, and then I realized. Um, how I could use it to my advantage. This is me being a manipulative little cunt. And like at home, sorry, I dropped the C bomb. Did that offend you? Or oh, I'm <laughs> deeply offended. <laughs> but I used oh, to go mortally home. wounded. My brother used to get off when we were younger. He, the, like the at a certain age, you get off at two o'clock in the day, and then I'd get off at like three. Get, get off. <laughs> Yeah, the kids would get off in oh. school. With the church. No, okay. Those get nuns, off. crazy nuns. Dirty bitches. Nuns have no fun. Good dude, Magdalene Laundries. You never <laughs> seen that movie? Watch it. Um, but my brother would get off school early. But there was an armchair in my ma's house where, like, I lo- that's where I sat. I watched TV in that armchair. I'd get home, but my brother, being the little prick that he was, uh, like, he's great. He's awesome. Now, whatever. Like, go fuck yourself, John. But uh, like, he'd sit in it, and I'd be like, "That's my fucking chair." I'm 13, I'm older than you, so I'd look at him I'm and go... I'm about to watch my story. I'm about to watch my tr- fucking 330 fucking cartoon where Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... Nice. Whatever, it was awesome. And uh, I'd look at him and I'd be like, uh, how do I get him out of the fucking chair? Get out of the chair. No. And I'd try to pull him off the chair and I'd be like, no, no, I'd try to tip the chair over. He's tiny, so he'd hang on to it. I'd like, be like, well, just so you know, it's a mortal sin to disobey your your bigger brother. And God is looking down, and it's a mortal sin. You'll go to. He started crying every time and ran away. And I'd sit down, and I'm like, "Time for teenage Ninja Turtles, you, bitch." You have damned his mortal soul, dude. I because he didn't did not listen to his big brother, and like that's when I was like realizing, I was like, I don't know. This can be used for evil. <laughs> I'm 13 years old. Like, what else could I do with this? And like, I see as how I said, Lex Luthor got there. No now. shit, like so. But then you find out about years later, like how it has been used, like that. And I'm like, oh, I could have got more than an armchair. This is awesome. And like, as I said, the IRA hey man, thing. Aim low, you yeah, know, no, I'm yeah, so well, whatever. I just wanted to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But uh, I, I, that's how I knew about like Catholics, Protestants, Northern Ireland, and then I heard nothing about anything else. And then you start finding out about oh World War Two. I was fucking obsessed with World War Two. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I love. I still am. I think it's fascinating. Nothing <laughs> good. Beautiful time. <laughs> but hey, try it sometime. No, don't like. No, it's, what, it's, it, it's horrific. Like it is one of the most incredible to me. I, I'm fascinated by it because it's one of the most horrific, incredibly documented horrific times of humanity yeah. in modern history. Modern mechanized warfare. In a way where, I mean, I, I've met a few World War Two vets, man, and and um, I'd love to speak to one like that. He's fucking awesome. It, it's it's amazing. I, I met one guy. His name was uh, Ed Petrarca, 
I hope I didn't mispronounce it. He was from Connecticut, and uh, he had a brother. Like him and five of his brothers, or four brothers, or whatever. I think there were five of them or something. They were all World War Two, and um, I meet the guy. I'm going to sell him a fence, you know, and and I I go meet him. He's like, man, I'm, I want to say he's like 92, if I recall, yeah. but tiny little man, smaller than you. Yeah. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> Five eight Petite. and a half. No, God damn it! Just go, I'm kidding. Just, just I'm kidding. Um, no, he he's just you know he's ninety two. He's fucking old and you know yeah. and um, super nice guy, man. And he and funny, just like s- smart as a whip, you know, and funny. And in the first couple of minutes, he had me cracking up, you know. And I, all I wanted to do was I wish I wish I could have given him his fence, you know, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, I walk up to him. He goes, he goes. Uh, he goes, TJ, he goes, uh, come sit next to me. I want to tell you a little bit about myself. I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like all right, Mr. Petrarca. I sit down. I eclipse the guy. You yeah, know, yeah, he's yeah. like, just, and um, I sit next to him. And I, and he goes, he goes, TJ, let me tell you something. He goes, I'm 92 years old. He's like, uh, he goes, I don't, I don't know anyone. They're all dead. And, uh, <laughs> and the sound of children's voices just don't mean the same at 92. He goes, I need a fence in the back. Because his neighbor... <laughs> His neighbor had these kids with the whole like fucking swing set jungle gym thing, and they're out there like, you know. And he's just like, he's old. He's like, fuck, man, I, you know, get these little bastards away. From <laughs> no, me. super friendly and yeah, funny, yeah. but you know, he tells me the story that you know him and his five brothers or four brothers were all in World War Two, and the one wow. brother had a chicken, a pet chicken. You know, I think he he parachuted into Normandy or something. He said. No, probably fucking up all these details but oh, yeah. the chicken is is the is a detail part. it's yeah, there yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so apparently his brother had this chicken with him everywhere he went you know in war in war <laughs> and so he's in a foxhole and the foxhole got bombed out yeah and apparently the fucking chicken took all the shrapnel and his brother wasn't didn't get injured at all like didn't miss <laughs> the, you know and you know it's incredible man you know I've, some of these guys like the stories that they had from that mm-hmm. like you, you know me you know i mean in an impossible impossibly imagined situation yeah. i mean think of the specter on the other <laughs> side of the world that they were fighting yeah you know the idea the horrors and they probably didn't even know a fraction of the horrors of, of what was going on uh-huh. you know i mean it's there's still information coming out yeah you know. Dude, I'm only learning stuff now. Like yeah. I'm watching more and more documentaries on it. And I'm just it's it's unbelievable, yeah. you know. And um, and it's scary, man. You know, you think, you know, there's some parallels, you know, to to today, mm. you know, I that I see. Mm-hmm. But I'm fucking crazy and paranoid, and you know, fucking I, I sing metal and yeah, yeah. Well, I don't you know, think sure like that, you know. Again, it's the it's the definition of insanity. Like I'm just like kind of wait, what? That ha- no, it's happening. Can no one see the fucking what's going on right now? Like, well, I mean, you know, one one of the things it's like, I I have a buddy he's he's serving right now and um, and he's he's gone he's done a few tours now, and um, and I think about him every day. You know, I want him to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, there's bad people in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes good people just got to do bad shit. And it sucks to say that. It sounds cliche, but it's just the facts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, we need we need heroes as well. Like, huh? you know, if 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 um, if certain people had been allowed to just 
run roughshod over the world. Imagine. Mm -hmm. Imagine if no one stood up to these fucking brutal dictators and these megalomaniacs and fucking, you know, tyrannical, like, fucking sociopaths, mm -hmm. you know, that are just... They're not human. No, I don't. I don't. You know? Yeah, that's the one thing. That, and 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 yeah. so when 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 an ideology can manipulate an entire nation, can can cause a social movement in a way that can cement itself into the mindset of everyday people to ignore the things they see in front of their own eyes. It's terrifying. Yeah. To imagine almost like a Stockholm syndrome. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so when you know when I look at stuff like things going on today you know i think about world war ii you know after the soviets and the americans broke through and won the war you know i mean they marched the german people through auschwitz and dachau and and these concentration camps to show them the horrors that mm -hmm. were done in their name you know what i mean because yeah, yeah. it's like some some of these people didn't even know I, you know i was fortunate man i went to germany not too long ago my fiance and i and uh you know, we were in Frankfurt for a while, met lots of yeah, great people. Been there, awesome. um, there for Music Mesa. Great. I was, that's why oh, I was there. It's fucking bananas, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's like the it Yamaha has five five convention centers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know, it's, it's awesome. Like, it's good so fucking beer. Over the top. Sounds like. So over the top. Yeah. But then, you know, we drove around. We went to Nuremberg and uh, Rotenburg, Heidelberg, um, you know, and um, we met some really great people. And, um, you know, even people there today, man, it's like there's still that history is not too far removed from that. You I don't know? think and that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so, you know, but, um, you know, we met a great guy, this guy, Stefan, who uh, he's a bass player in a blues band. He looked like, I mean, he's fucking doppelganger for John Lennon. Mm. I mean, crazy. Just the sweetest, kindest man, you know. And he met, a, you know, took us to Nuremberg and you know, went, you know, he's showing us the, you know, the Coliseum and all the. You know, play Zeppelinfeld, where you know the the National Soviet so, uh, Socialist Movement, you know, where they shot their films, and and and, you're, and now it's a park, yeah. you know, and you just it's 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 incredible to imagine, you know, that fuck man, I mean, depending on how information is presented to you, you know, perspective, right? Mm -hmm. You know, whether you're the bomby or the bomber, you both think you're fighting for the right thing. Yeah, you're both doing the right thing. Right? You know, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, it's like, can I, I don't know, man, can we get to a, a live and let live kind of place? That's can, a, can, can people accept that this is where you're at? That's what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know? I don't know. It's the, it's the thing is, like, I always think if you can say is like... It will use like modern ways of communicating like the internet or online like everyone can go online and they can insult someone or slander someone or blah 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 but if they, i can't wait yeah 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 <laughs> i don't like whatever for whatever reason dude i haven't got much of it yet like or yes. any like but if you set that person across the table like me and you know and go okay now say it it's not going to happen and if anything they're going to find a common ground they're going to find a common view a common interest they're going to find that they're the fucking same person like so regardless of like what's well, your favorite the, color yeah. what's your flavor what what do yeah. you think about this right. do you like these oh no like you can disagree but again it goes back to what we were saying like we're all doing like the soldier is doing this soldier and that soldier are doing the same fucking thing because they believe the same fucking thing like so that's the bad guy i'm doing this for the right reasons yeah. I'm being told this, so I don't know. I know I'm almost confusing myself. Like I was like, 
Well, what makes us the good guys? So, well, I mean, I mean, listen, man. Are you are you good? Are you um, ultimately are you a bad guy if you've had to do bad shit? Mm. You know, there you go. And you just said like sometimes good guys have to do bad shit. Like so, you know. I mean, I, I heard you know I heard something that was interesting. This is this is from an interview, and, and I don't I'm not. I'm only telling you this only because, and you can tell me to shut the fuck up if you're like, fuck, this is some boring shit. But, um, <laughs> but I listen to like, I listen to talk radio and I listen to, um, I try to listen to different programs of like all different cultures, man. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I live in LA, you know, there's huge Armenian population here. Uh, Vonces to all my Armenian friends uh, <laughs> and, you know, Spanish population and, you know, black culture and you know i mean just you have it all here 93.5 you know? my favorite yeah. fucking k-day radio so you know we got jonesy's jukebox you mm -hmm. know and klos hey, you know, so. i love i love all that shit yeah. Yeah. you know so it's so i try to listen to a lot of different shit and i you know i was listening to this one talk radio thing and uh there's a woman doing an interview with uh with a chilean economist i know nothing about economy just so you know and i call it chili or whatever like <laughs> yeah Chile. I'm like, on. Oh, yeah, Chile. That's what I yeah, said. Yeah. So, so she's doing this interview with this guy, and you, you can look him up. I believe his name was Maxfred Mansneef, mm -hmm. if I recall. That's insane that you remember I don't know. that. That's, so, yeah. um, so he um, he's basically was developing a new theory of economics. Me being ignorant to even that there was an option for another theory of economics, yeah, 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 yeah. that it was even something, you know, but... But that's how we are, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I get money, I pay it. Yeah. That's how it's working. You don't know that, hey, this is constructed in this way so that, you know, there were other options in the past. Yeah. So, so he's developing this new theory of economics called barefoot economics. And so the woman asked him, why, why did you feel the need to develop a new theory of economics, right? So, the, you know, he's like, well, he said a lot of the, a lot of the world... Um, he said the Western world basically um, works on a 19th century neoclassical economy that's uh, that derived out of the Industrial Revolution and based on the premise of you know pr productivity equals success. The more you produce, the more happy and yeah, successful yeah. you be. Um, Supply demand. The the facts are not so much as important to me as a, the perspective of it. Mm -hmm. But anyone listening, please fact check whatever you feel free. Yeah. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. So fucking take it easy, all right? <laughs> so If you want to insult him, do it in the comments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a fucking asshole. <laughs> Fuck him. He's a dick. <laughs> no, but, you know, so so I'm, I'm intrigued, you know? I'm just like, wow, you know? I, so I'm listening to this guy. I know nothing about an economy. To me, I you know, my idea of economy is that I got bills to pay. I need to make money. I get it, and I pay it. That's yeah, my, you know, that's how my economy works, you yep. know? So, so he, you know, he's sitting there talking. He says, well, she said, what, what brought you to the idea that you needed this? And he goes into this explanation of this neoclassical economy. He said, and he said, as, a, as an economist, he has a... Um, a, a formula or an equation or vice versa that he could plug in. You know, he has a form, uh, an equation that he could plug into a formula to calculate poverty, mm -hmm. right? And and he said, you know, so he said, but the problem with that is that if you've never lived in poverty, you can't understand it, mm -hmm. right? And so 
he said the reason he came to this idea was that he was standing on a corner in Chile and he's looking across the street and there's a man standing there, tattered clothing, surrounded by his kids. And he sees that the guy is, you know, poor. Mm-hmm. And he looks at him and he said, he said, I looked at this man across the street and I suddenly realized I could no longer speak his language. He said, because the first thing I thought of when I looked at him was that he should be experiencing some prosperity because the GDP was up 5%. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he said, he's like, but then he realized, he's like, the GDP and what that is has no bearing on this man's life. Yeah. He doesn't even fucking know what it is. It doesn't exist yeah. to him. Even though it's part of his life, it doesn't exist. No. So he said, and then he went into explain. he's like, as an economist, I have a formula that I can calculate poverty with. He said, but the problem is, is that if you haven't lived in poverty, you can't understand it. Yeah. You know, he says... He basically, you know, he said, you know, you can learn about it and you can, you know, you can gather information about it. He's like, but you can't understand it. He said, living in poverty creates innovations in a life that you may never come to. Mm-hmm. Have you not been in a situation of duress and survival? Yeah. You know? And um, so, you know, he equated it to love. And he said, you know, if it, he said, it's like love. You know, if you've never been in love... He's like, you can't understand love. Mm-hmm. He's like, you can know there's a law of attraction. You can gather information about it. know there's a chemical reaction that takes place. But mm-hmm. You get boners. You get boners. They're awesome. Many, many, many boners. Multiple boners. Multiple boners of equaling. <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever. It's all corn. Yeah, yeah. Different um, conversation. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he said, but you can't understand it, you know, if it, you know, can't understand why it makes somebody fucking jump in front of a car or do whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he goes in to tell, you know, talk about this idea that he lives. And, and I'll bring this back around for you. Anyway. It's fine. I don't care. So, cool. um, but he, go, he, he goes back and he says, you know, he used to work in Peace Corps, you know. And this is another reason what brought him to start thinking about, you know, developing this new theory of economics. Mm-hmm. He said he worked in Peace Corps in the 60s. You know, he said he'd get these guys to come in from the United States and that, and they're all wanting to do their good deed and do good things for people and help out and do their thing, you know, mm-hmm. all that good shit, you know. He said, but they're coming in to a place with this mentality that this is how they problem solve, you know. Productivity equals success. Mm-hmm. This is their mentality. You know, this yeah. is they're indoctrinated with this ideology that's embedded in their fucking DNA that they don't even know exists. Yeah, right? right. So it 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 affects how they how they problem solve in ways. So he says we we go into this village and there's a woman. You know, we're doing you know going on doing all their things, digging wells, whatever the fuck they're doing. They come across this woman who's making ponchos by hand. Right, she, and so they get to talking with her, and she's making you know two ponchos a week by hand, and that's how she feeds her family. You know, mm-hmm. so one of the guys from the U.S. says, "Well, what if I get you a machine? What if you know get you something that you can help you make these ponchos? You might be able to make them as you know maybe as twenty a, a week in the same time. You know, same time you're making these two. And he's like, you know, is that something you'd like? You know, get you the supplies, the blah blah blah." be great you know so they get her set up and fucking get her all the supplies and whatever and teach her how to use the thing and the way they you know she's making ponchos and they scoot you know so month weeks later months later whatever they're coming back do their rounds coming back through chile and going to check on their villages and whatever they've done work on 
to come back to this village with this woman, you know? And so she's sitting there at this machine, loom, whatever the fuck they gave her, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, you know, she's sitting there making ponchos by hand. You know, she's making her ponchos on this machine, you yeah. know? And the guy's like, everyone's thrilled that they see this, of yeah. course, you know? But... So they go up and they start chatting with her and you know ask her how you know how it's been is it you know and she's enamored she's she's overwhelmed you know she's just you know overwhelmed with fucking joy and jubilee you know she's mm-hmm. just like weeping she's so happy she's like it's changed my life in ways I could have never imagined you know and the guy says you know one of the American guys says to her well how many ponchos are you making a week right yeah show me the dollars and. Uh, she says, well, I'm making two. <laughs> and he's obviously befuddled and fucking confounded by it. And he's yeah, like, yeah. uh, and, and he's like, well, you, what, uh, uh, uh you yeah, know, yeah, he's yeah. like, you that's what certainly should be able to make more than two, yeah. you know? And, and she's like, well, that's all I need to feed my family. And so he says, well, what are you doing with all the rest of your time? She's like, that's the best part about it. I get to spend more time with my family and my loved ones mm-hmm. and my children She's like, I've traveled to see family and friends that we hadn't seen before because we didn't have the time. Yeah. You know? And it's like, so it's like if, you're, if your definition is cemented in a place where it can never be changed, mm-hmm. you know, but her definition of success is not the same as someone else's, yeah. you know? And if you're coming to solve a problem for somebody, you know, but you're coming from a place where it's like you may not see what their actual problem is. Yeah. You know what I mean? You might misinterpret the information, you know? So. Yeah. It's perspective, like that's the thing. Perspective. It, it's a. I my used, my buddy Scott would say, "Some days you're the pigeon, some days you're the statue." <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> one day you're getting shit on, one day you're doing the shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I used to like. I still feel like I'm part. I used to be um, part of a youth group uh, in Ireland where youth we, group, <laughs> youth group, <laughs> two. Were there two youths? <laughs> <laughs> a youth group but we tell what the fuck's a youth no we tell those stories as well. and it, was, it was basically trying to teach people as well to, as to listen to like a story that you just told her but also to teach perspective uh, about like that the way everyone is different and it's like a, I'll make it a long story short it was the same principle it was just like you don't know other people's struggles and you don't know other people's pain and it was like to do with this uh, it was like a Brazilian you, you have to google the actual story but it was like uh, again, missionaries, whatever it was, people that missionary were ta- position. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> good people with prayer books or, what, or whatever Got it was. It. Yeah, that they uh, they'd go to other countries. So it was like Brazil or something like that. And they're like, oh, we're going to go to this like uh, like shitty little village in the middle of buckfuck nowhere. Like so, I'm like, we're going to Brazil, Brazil and we're going to <laughs> we're going to build them a hospital because they need a hospital. Nice. Classy move. Yeah, and they, and it turns out they built a hospital, did the same thing. They came back a year later, and it was like, were things better? It goes, not not really. No, like it's just it's great. Like yeah, like we're a little bit healthier, but whatever. And they're like, all right. So they tried to do the same ideas again, and they were like, they they changed the format because they kept coming back, and it was like, the result isn't what was desired. It was like, oh, we give you a hospital, you must be healthier. You must, the schools must be better. Yeah. Was, no, and they finally sat down, and this is where I've learned to listen. It was like they just said, "What the fuck do you want?" Like, and they were like, "Do you have any soccer balls?" And they're like, "What?" He goes, "Well, we're obsessed with soccer, but we can't afford the the ball, the soccer balls, the, the pitches, or whatever." So like, you're, you're dying me- in the streets, and you want soccer balls. Dude, Here you go. Yeah, yeah. 
built did this whole story about soccer stadium or something no cool? they've just built a little soccer pitch and gave the what they nice. and then they, they came back again and they're like well is that anything better so much better he goes what do you mean it goes oh well we organize teams and activities and we have fun and the neighboring villages come and we congregate and communicate and like we're healthier and happier and like going jesus christ like so like perspective is a fucking yeah. motherfucker because yeah. no that's interesting it's so weird and i was even saying the other day it's like uh um like if someone yesterday i was talking about it, i was like if someone came uh said here's all the money you need for a house and you just have to live in it and blah 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 uh, will you be happy my answer is gonna be no like i'm sorry because I have vicious pride for stars, and I'm going to want. Why are you trying to keep me down, man? <laughs> Why are you trying to give me shit? Like it's not the same. For I understand, like the the sentiment of someone coming over to you yeah. and be like, "Here's a house for free that will make all your problems go away." No, it won't. for personally me, it won't because I have vicious pride, which has been I've been beaten into submission in certain cases by certain friends of ours, even like shut the fuck up, like eat your food, like here I'm I'm helping you out or whatever in bad times, but yeah. I like to earn stuff. I like I like to a sense of accomplishment. Like I said, I bought my. I tell everybody every podcast. I bought a car. Fuck yeah! But I bought I it. I seen it. I seen it. I seen it. It's a Ferrari. It's not at all. It doesn't even look like it's, a Ferrari. It's not. It's a not Ferrari, a Ferrari. It's, it's, it's a. It's a like a. It's no bigger than a lawnmower, but it's mine. Um, well, it has the same motor, but it has four doors <laughs> and tinted windows now. But uh, it's very classy. But th- th- there's a sense of fucking pride that yeah. comes with it, and it's like that's mine. I'm fucking earning this every day. Like, I'm not- yeah, but you know, I mean, I don't know, man. I think we're not always strong. You know what I mean? We can't always be strong, nah. you know? And, and, and I think, I mean, what the fuck do I know? You know what I mean? It but, hurt. uh, you know, as much as, you know, you can look at, you know, I think so much shit is imposed upon us that it really fucks with people mentally mm-hmm. and, and in profound ways, man, you know, it makes people socially awkward. Um, People don't want to talk to one another. You know, certain things you can't talk about that with anyone because you might, I might offend you. But why? Why are you offended? Yeah, if it's yeah. something you believe in, you know, you don't want to talk about it. That's fine. We don't have to talk about it. You know, but don't make me, <laughs> don't make me have to fucking be trampled under your fucking belief then either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like yeah, that could be political, religious, uh, an opinion on any of fuck it. anything. Yeah. It's just like fuck you know off. what book like, you read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't fucking care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? it's like. What color is the sky? Blue. It's green to me. I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? It's fucking blue. It's like, no, it's green. Shut up. No. You know, I mean, it's it, it's it's crazy because you know we have we have the ability. You know, we could see it. You know, but it's so hard for for people to just say, eh. You know what, man? I don't care that dude's gay. I don't care that that dude's got green hair. I don't care that that chick's fucking an amputee mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like let people live you know mm-hmm. let people be what they are it's like man i see so many people i you know drive and you know see like homeless people yeah. of all walks and races I, and i see people that are you know physically deformed and crippled out there like trying to wash windows and and do shit you know what i mean everyone's got a place you know but if not not everyone has the ability to find their place mm-hmm you know, and and so when you just like immediately write people off, now listen, that doesn't mean that people don't have a responsibility. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's some like, people are dicks. Like so. Yeah, some people yeah. are dicks, and you know what? Some people don't want to make any effort. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what, man? Life's fucking hard. You gotta make a fucking effort. Yeah. yeah. You know? What's a comedian? Life's hard. Wear a helmet. Uh, oh, fuck, I can't remember his name. Carlin. 
No, it was, it was uh, David O'Leary, David O'Leary, or whatever like that. Life's hard, oh, get Dennis a helmet. Leary, Dennis yeah. Leary, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Life's hard, How get a helmet. How did you fuck that up? Oh, uh, like they're gonna revoke your Irish uh, card. I fucking say he's not Irish. Fuck off. He's he's like an Irish. You no, know, that's bullshit. No, where where was he born? America. You're American. America. America. You're American. No, Irish heritage. Do you do you count any? No, of that no, 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 no. But you, it, you see, that's the thing. There's my there's my uh, oh, man. When I first moved here, this was like I was I actually doing exactly what I'm doing now. I'd rub my face and like. <laughs> Jesus fuck You're not fucking Irish man it's like, I get it You're not Irish yeah, yeah. I do get that no, if, Believe if, if me When came, I was in Ireland We oh, yeah, actually yeah. came across that Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, it's, we it, went with some dude And he was just a fucking toolbox You know Big Celtic cross He's yeah. like You know it's Hey like, man I'm fucking Irish Look I'm like yeah. Yeah, no, And like <laughs> I don't know why that fucking Like Like Pushes the wrong buttons. Like we can talk about car bombs all day. <laughs> it's like oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. you fucking asshole. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't know what it is. If someone's like, oh, my heritage is of uh, uh, Irish descent, I'm like, oh, fucking yeah. nice one. Like that's totally. That's like me saying I'm Jamaican. Why? <laughs> well, You're Jamaican me well, crazy. In the twenties, <laughs> my great granddad, he went there for two weeks. Huh. Bought a, 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 a tie dye T shirt and no came shit. back. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. Shit. So I'm actually four percent Jamaican. <laughs> Like well, what the fuck? Three point seven five. Ah, well, that's that's uh, semantics, whatever. Like, but that, that's like, I don't, I don't, I don't. The, the, that that shit is really funny to me. It's like, and everyone, anyone I met, oh, I'm fucking Irish. And like, nah, man. I was like, and I, my, I, I rounded it down to one simple question, and it was like, what's your passport say? Oh, it's Amer- you're fucking American. Shut up. <laughs> it's, it's fine if your granddad is from there, and he and you like potatoes or whatever the fuck, which is potatoes. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> that is like that cliche is alive when, when and well. I, Will you like put the I'll word put across a block? In, yeah, yeah. It, no, a word when I say potatoes. <laughs> I'll put the little emoji block, like yeah. so, like potato. <laughs> like I don't know why that rubs That's me wrong great. in some way. But going back to um, like like even like social anxieties and anxi- like I know because we've had conversations about this as well. Like, and I know you have to whatever extent. Like uh, you suffer from. Anxieties and depressions and stuff sure. from some. I mean, honestly, obviously, from the start of even or where, where what we were talking about, it makes you do the math. That's going to make a lot of sense with like PTSD from certain traumatic events and like my traumatic events are obviously different as a child or a teenager, but they've formed me into the way I am. And we've talked a lot. I, that's a part of the conversations I like talking to you about because I, I don't know why we go there. I don't feel it's a depressing conversation. No, I don't it's think just, it is. I, I learn no. off you. I, and I was talking to you and uh, Mike. Learn from you. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Grammar Nazi motherfucker. Of course, Hitler. Nazi. Need him. <laughs> but Mike, who was on the first podcast, and then it was you and we were out when we were going to Wu-Tang and we were hanging outside. And... You, you were smoking weed, which is like... Sweet Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah, Sweet Mary Jane. Um, I don't, um, but I like talking to you guys about it because like, you, you, it's something that works for you and it's been something that I've been trying to find to help me with. Like, I For whatever reason, I feel like the older I get, the, the more crippling and debilitating anxiety hits me and it doesn't take a lot to set it off either. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure it out and I'm trying to figure out like remedies because I don't think there is a solution like there's no solution in your head that we can go oh we can go inside uh, TJ's head and control alt delete that and then oh fucking the old control alt delete love it reset like and like yeah. oh he'll be fucking fine and dandy then I'm like well that's not gonna happen in our lifetime so what like, I, I wouldn't want that though no neither, neither would I like you know I think I mean, listen, man, everyone suffers, everyone gets fucked up, every, you know, there's all kinds of shit, but, you know, it's, 
there is. I don't. I don't believe there is only a one way to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, counseling works for some people. Uh, talk therapy works for some people. Self medication works for some people. I mean, meditation. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, and and it's like whatever combination they're in that you can find that works for you. You know, but you have to be vigilant. You know, because you can't. Um, for me, like I came to to that to smoking only because yeah, I had brutal, brutal back pain. I mean, I had smoked throughout my life, of course, you know, yeah. here and there, joint with buddy or whatever, you know. But, um, but I tr- I came to it medicinally, you yeah, know, because yeah, yeah. I I mean I was I was fucking nearly crippled, huh? you know, and uh, and so I didn't want to take the narcotics that they had, you know, I didn't want to. They had me on Dilaudids and Somas and yeah, all that. That just scares bullshit. me worse than anything like that. I just, I, I didn't like them, man. You know, my my mother had problems with drugs and shit like that. And, you know, I just, just didn't want it. it. It just wasn't what I, you know, I wasn't into it. Mm. You know, I, of course, would take them when I needed them. But then I, you know, started uh, smoking, you know. And I actually started with a vaporizer is mm. how I started. And, you know, to me, I just tried to learn more about it. Because, you know, we're we're a chemically based organism, mm-hmm. and you know, and THC and that is is a chemical, yeah. and it all has. There's some, you know, it, there's it doesn't work for everybody, yeah. you know. Um, and so I just tried to be more methodical about it, and trying to figure out the things that the strains that help me that work for me, mm-hmm. you know. And I always I'll, I'll try different things to see is this better today is this same is this not working because it you know it's there's all different reasons for for doing it you know people like to get high and you know sit on the couch yeah Yeah, sure get high which is not even yeah it's not even a big deal right you know but um but when you're when you're using it for a medicinal thing where you're trying to like sort out you know i've known people i've had uh, you know buddy of ours years ago he he self-medicated he was a nfl player and um and then when he stopped you know smoked weed all the time mm-hmm. when he stopped shortly after weeks later he died he was dead you know he was a you know played for the you know steelers you what know. was his name again justin Strasic. is that the, is that the guy that was in um the will uh, he was represented in the will smith movie concussion yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I yeah i heard this yeah. story like that's you fucking know? incredible. Like, and and so, and and maybe had he not just stopped cold turkey, you know, maybe yeah. he would have, you know, but he didn't know that he even had this condition. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was pre any of that, you know. So, yeah. Um, and he smoked weed for medicinal reasons to just keep no himself idea. calm or, or yeah. it just worked, yeah. I guess. Right? Yeah, it so, just worked. It was just, you yeah. know, um, in hindsight, you realize, like, fuck, man, it, it's probably keeping him alive, you know, Jesus. keeping so, you know, I mean, I think... That just made me twitch there. I was like, yeah, oh, man. That's so you know, But, you know, th- the thing about that is, I mean, we've been lied to about this for fucking over a century. Yeah. You oh, know my God. I mean, it's yeah. like, you know, the, the misinformation, the manipulation of fucking facts. I mean, and just the, the lack of, you know, truth about it, mm-hmm. you know, because, I mean, you're talking about a plant. I just... I, I don't even have that, no answers, but, yeah, yeah. but here are some things for people to think about. Yeah. You know, you got a plant that will grow almost anywhere. Mm-hmm. 
and it can be used as a food source it could be used for clothing it could be used to make paper and all these mm-hmm. other fucking products textiles okay. it has medicinal uses like fucking you know for anxiety depression macular disorders muscular disorders neurological disorders i, say, I mean yeah. all these things yeah. that you know this is from one you well, know from a plant uno you know one but then you know you think well if it's so good then why you know but no one ever says, oh, the alcohol and tobacco companies were fucking, you know, fighting against it. Or, yeah. or the fucking cotton industry are fighting against it. And whoever else yeah. was fighting Dude, against it. They have political clout and money to fucking cripple the fucking... It was, it was the paper yeah. industry that yeah. uh, originally... It was sure. like the prohibition type against weed. It was like when they were like, oh, well, we're making... The, the logging companies and stuff, we're making uh, millions of dollars off making paper with wood. Like, and someone comes along and goes, Dude, do you know we can grow this like 10 times faster yeah. and make way more material and, it, and its crop will yield the same yeah. every season oh and by the way we can disperse the wealth among everybody yeah. so like fucking millions of people can prosper from this no I don't like that idea fuck that like so I'm like oh, we'll, well, we'll be rich we'll sell you the product how about yeah. that like, oh, okay. capitalism man you yeah know? and you gotta it, love it too it's just, it's just like kind of this vicious fucking machine that's like kind of uh, there's a better way and well, there, it's, un, it's undiscerning you yeah. know because it it basically it creates a value for everything. Yeah. You know, the air you breathe, the water you drink, fucking you, you yeah. know, I mean, it's all, there's a value yeah, associated with it. Your and life so is worth more because decisions aren't made based on what's the best for people or what's the best. So, you know, it's based on how do we, you know, stop loss? How do we, you know, mitigate loss or, mm-hmm. or gain profits, yeah. you know, and that's, I don't know. It's tragic. And at what expense as well. So, yeah. And I guess something as stupid as, and I don't even fucking smoke weed and I feel like I'm an advocate for it because I can't, as much as I can see harm in like, you can, you can fucking die from drinking too much water. So like, you know, and people will and have done and people will abuse weed just like they abuse alcohol and everything else. But dude, the fact of the matter is it helps a shit ton of people. <laughs> And I'm I mean, still trying to figure that out. I was telling you earlier, like, hey. yeah. I mean, it's well. I mean, look, it's you can abuse anything. Mm-hmm. You know, look at people overeat. You're gonna outlaw food. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Pe- peanuts and aspirin kill more people than fucking hard drugs. Like, yeah. so it's it's insane. You know, like, I so. mean, I get it. You know, I, I went to the bank the other day, and uh, and I, I said to the woman, I was. I wanted to transfer money to my fiance's account. I said, hey, how do I, you know, mm-hmm. I said, can I just transfer money? She's like, oh, no, you can't do that. <laughs> I was like, why? There's, I said, there's a rule. She said, I said, money laundering. She goes, no. Um, I was like, well, What's the why? Yeah. She's like, because if, if you could do that, then people would say that they didn't really do that. Huh? Like, or I didn't realize I did that and it would be a huge problem. I'm like. I'm telling you. So you're babysitting. You're telling people that we basically, I don't trust you enough to transfer your money to someone else, okay. or you're lying to me about what the situation is. You know, what <laughs> well, I mean, it's like do you need a reason? Yeah, D, yeah. all of the above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's paying the electricity bill. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? A story? Like, right. what? like I got a note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my my mom wrote. She gave me a dollar and wrote me a Pick note. Pick a number. <laughs> yeah. Here's an excuse. Yeah. Fuck. No, well, I, I, it's a, it goes down to I always say it as well. It's like um, the, the, it's the disbursement of power as well among people, like with think people like that, or um, like whether it be like a waiter in a restaurant or a, a CEO in the top building. It's like everybody likes a sense of I have control. I have 
this amount of you fucking have no control you have zero and zero I, I could easily like if i think to the waiter i could easily jump over the table and stab you in the neck with a fork what control do you have the ceo on the top of the building i'll burn this fucking building down what control do you have don't fucking delude yourself like he, he lives enough <laughs> that gorilla <laughs> no but you know i mean well people like to fall into their illusions yeah. you know i mean they think securities and you know no, oh, I feel secure. I'm protected by nuclear weapons, or I feel yeah. safe. My I'm windows living are in my locked. gated community, yeah, yeah. but it, it's an illusion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like locks keep the honest people honest. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, it, you look. We're, we're shook down with insurance. You know, I mean, look how many people pay into insurances that never fucking yield a claim. Yeah. You know, auto insurance, dental insurance, fucking, you know, now all of a sudden we need identity theft insurance. Yeah. You know, I got to pay somebody else to protect my identity because <laughs> your card company got fucking, you know, hacked. Yeah, yeah. Get the I fuck mean, out of here. <laughs> so it's just another way to, like, extort money out of your fucking pocket. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So now it's like, you, you know, you keep... You know, you're just chiseling fucking dollars and pennies out of, you know, here's this fee and here's this, that. And you're like, yeah, okay, okay, I can have this sign. Yeah. Thanks, you. I'll allow you to yeah. have this yeah. sign. Yeah. Guess the fuck. You ain't allowing shit. Like, so. It's fucking painful. I, I don't even know what, how did we get there? No, I don't, I don't know either. That's uh, the beauty of I conversations. Reset, yeah. And, but, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's a crazy world, man. You know, I mean, we try to, there, you, you just have to keep fighting through it. Mm. You know, I mean, uh, my buddy, I call him last week. I'm like, man, I, you know, every now and again, you just get hit with some like fucking crushing depression or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's sunny. Get the fuck away from me. You know, kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, what's your problem? You know? <laughs> and uh, I'm talking to my buddy. He goes, and and it's funny because he has some some pretty good like ideas sometimes. I mean, a lot of times, you know. He, so one time with some of the stuff we were talking about with like worlds collide kind of idea, and it's like. You know, he looks at the world like this. He says, you know what? The world today is no different than it was fucking 100 years ago or 1,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're riding around in different buggies and we're hawking different wares, but we're doing all the same shit. Mm-hmm. You know, wars, fucking fight with people, you know, fucking eating food. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, so we're just doing all the same shit. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's like, and what was the other one? What You started saying something. You are going to edit that, right? Um <laughs> Oh, no. So I'm talking to him and I say, you know, he's like, man, you know, every now and again, like, I'll feel like I'm like fucking around. He goes, you ever see like Finding Nemo or something? I'm like, man, how much did you smoke? What do you mean Finding Nemo, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and he says, uh, he goes, you know, when Dory, you know, Dory's there and she's like, keep swimming, keep sw- just swimming, yeah. keep swimming. And he's like, that's all we're doing. You just got to keep swimming, yeah, you know. Just like, got to keep swimming. You know, like, that's but, awesome. I mean, that's it, you know. But sometimes we need somebody to look at us and say, "Keep swimming," you know. Yeah, it's yeah. like this don't make any sense. Why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This sucks, you know. Just keep swimming. That you was, know? Like, I, mean, I, I told you, like me driving over here, and the the thing happened in my head was like, "Oh shit, I'm happy." I'm like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! What's going what on? this? Oh God! Keep going! Like I don't know. I'm like it's it's that it's keep swimming. Like so it's I, I don't know. I kind of like I want to talk forever, but I want people to actually listen to it. And I don't yeah. know how deep people will get into it. But well, you can always cut it up into no, no, no. I, no, this is all going to go online as one big fucking thing. But like I want to maybe I'll get you and Bob or something together. Some because there's oh, a good be story. Yeah yeah, 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 we'll do that. Oh, as well. there'll be some good stories. No, yeah, I want I want to do it. Like I want and I want to keep talking, but. 
So I am in a band, though. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just want to put that <laughs> the out. There. World's worst plug, an hour and an hour, <laughs> yeah. two hours in. Who was that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put the links up. Don't worry. Well, yeah. yeah. So go on. Just say. So uh, I sing in a band called The Elite with uh, Rob Arnold, Rob Arnolds Arnold. from uh, Arnolds from uh, formerly uh, known as the guitarist from Chimera, and uh, Austin Diamon, who's playing. He's he was in. Um, bleed the sky and now he's playing in devil driver, devil driver yeah, yeah so uh the band's called the elite and i'll put uh, some links up right on the song awesome. I, I, I i as i said earlier we didn't discuss music that's all we did kind of at the start yeah, but yeah not who real. cares we discussed black music yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> damn black people no i'm kidding don't edit that right out Jesus. <laughs> yeah but and as i said i said it in every podcast i'm gonna keep saying it um if you were stupid enough to listen to this and be offended fuck off and if you're listening to this and you're like these are just two rambling idiots <laughs> cool all right <laughs> whatever you're mostly right yeah yeah you're mostly right kind of ish and um you're spot on yeah yeah i don't know like i want to well, i think we should continue this as well on a different time as well because yeah, i think there's, down, there's a cool. I, I like i like talking it's interesting we got cool shit to say um and I don't know if anyone's ever going to make If anyone makes it till the end, I want you to put the word uh, pineapple in the comments <laughs> for no reason. So if you made it nice. made it as far as here for absolutely no reason, just comment in the comment section and put pineapple. That's our code word. So if you do that, I'll know you actually made it to the end. And, and there'll anyone, be some sort of prize. There'll, there'll be a prize. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, redeemable by uh, pigeon carrier pigeon. <laughs> it will get to you. Yes, you'll yeah. have to submit your uh, word by telegraph. <laughs> Return uh, by what's carrier the one with pigeon. Is a telegraph? Yeah, yeah. Back to World War Two stuff like so. But yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. Boom. We'll do the the California fucking high fives here. I want to do it again. Oh, here, let's do it. What? What's the call? What? Oh, the call- I oh, thought yeah, no. you wanted to do that again. Oh, yeah, no, that's oh, so- yeah, what right, the yeah. fuck? Jeez, you're just confusing me. It's getting late. <laughs> God damn it. I gotta, I gotta fucking eat something. I'm dying here. I gotta piss. Um, yeah, thank you, TJ. Thanks, uh, brother. I'll, I'll put his links up uh, of his band and stuff like that. Um, I never know how to end it, so I guess I'm still Jimmy Trigger. Oh, yeah, we're a Christian rock band. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's a Christian hip hop, Chinese pop, rap, rock, K pop, Asian, Armenian, Jiga Whoop. Pop, I don't, I, whatever. Shut up. I'm trying to Slightly end this fucking hip-hop. thing. It's got a hip hop edge. Yeah. We wear black clothes. That's about it. I'm Jimmy Trigger. This is the Trigger Man podcast. Stay swimming, bro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See what nice. I did there? <laughs> <Brought it around. laughs> I really have to pee out. <laughs>